It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, before we jump into uh, today's show, we, we pre-recorded everything with Justin for Fur Friday yesterday, uh, Thursday morning. So yesterday uh, after that, some some news broke and we talk about KJ Brent missing some time, but uh, if, if you listen to the show regularly, I'm sure you have already heard the awful news. K.J. Britt is going to have to have surgery today in Columbus, Georgia. He is uh, getting some torn ligaments repaired in his right thumb. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about, and we talked about with Justin on the show today, too, his shoulder and his hand. It seems like his hand is actually the bigger issue here. So this is from Auburn Undercover. Whether he will be able to return late in the season is uncertain. Recovery time is normally at least six weeks Brent played through the injury in Auburn's 26-7 loss at Georgia. So that is that is the uh the gist of the story. So I mean the you know what's the what's the trickle down effect of this? I mean, KJ Britt, while I don't think he was having a great start to the season, he's clearly the leader of this defense. And you saw that throughout the offseason. You saw that as far as, you know, when Auburn gave players media availability, KJ Britt was the face of this defense after Derrick Brown and Marlon Davidson departed last year. Moving forward, the big question is, okay, who's going to be that guy? You saw Smoke Monday have somewhat of that role. Uh, or I, I, at least we saw that role. I, I don't know. I guess we saw how important he was when he was ejected from the game against Georgia. So I expect him and Sherwood to have a more vocal role. But honestly, I'm looking at Owen Papo. Owen, this is your team now at least the defensive side of the football, if you want it, if you want it. I think Zagobi McLean has ha- has played the best from the linebacker position so far this season. I think he's been incredible. His size is going to just naturally limit him in some types of situations. But just as far as pop and as far as flying to the football, I think Zagobi on the field has played the best. But over the course of the season, you're going to need a little bit more size, and I think you're going to need a little bit more of a um, – an it factor, and nothing against Sakobi, but Owen was was recruited to be in this position. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do schematically to kind of cover up the absence of K.J. Britt. I mean, losing him and, and Chandler Wooten or not having access to him and Chandler Wooten, is, it, it stinks. That is not something that this roster was designed for, you know, when they were kind of planning ahead, looking at who they'd have uh, available to him. T. Will has done so good at filling in the holes. You know, it was like, how in the world are they going to replace, you know, all of these guys? And they always do it. You know, they always do it. You know, Deshaun Davis is coming out party uh, against Clemson a few years ago is kind of a great example of that. And then KJ, I mean, there was no drop off there. So I think, uh, I think they're going to be fine at the linebacker position, but there may be some growing pains there. People on social media saying it's time to unleash Wesley Steiner. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate seeing him get some reps now. Um, also wouldn't hate seeing Sherwood step up into the box a little bit. Maybe you have Smoke and Peters back there. So we'll see. I, I think they have plenty of options. But I think the bigger thing is what does it mean for the locker room? What does it mean for the locker room? Uh, KJ was a, was a guy. He's, I'm sure he's still going to be around the program, but he's going to miss some time, and obviously that's a, that's a big, big deal. And you hate it for guys like him. They, he, he chose to come back. He chose to come back and, and help his team get to a championship, and it just, that stinks. That really, really stinks. So, thoughts and prayers headed your way, KJ Britt. 
um, as uh, you're getting that procedure done sometime today. Also, uh, just some quick news before we jump into today's show. Auburn's game against Arkansas on Saturday uh, will be played on ESPN instead of the SEC Network. Um, it's still at 3 o'clock. LSU and Missouri, they moved uh, their game from Baton Rouge to Columbia with an 11 o'clock kickoff. And then Ole Miss and uh, Alabama's game um, was scheduled to start at 5. It's now starting at 6.30 on ESPN. So kind of some moving some some times around. So yeah, Auburn on ESPN for the second week in a row. I think that's exciting. I think that's exciting. Before we play the open in our conversation with Justin Ferguson, Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, to Savannah Thai, Taste of Asia, and Vendatories this week. Also, we mentioned this briefly uh, over the last few times we've mentioned Fetch Me, but the Beat Bama Food Drive, that is going. And Fetch Me, this is their fourth year being involved for the Beat Bama Food Drive. I absolutely love it. Uh, their e-store is up, so w- what that means is is once you place your order, you'll be able to add an extra, I think the, uh, the increments are one, two, three, or five dollars to your order, and all that money will go directly to uh, the Beat Bama Food Drive to benefit the Food Bank of East Alabama. Big fan of the folks over there. Martha Hink does a great job. They also uh, will take your donated cans. Their fetchers are great, so after they drop your food off, if you want to hand them a bag of cans, they will do that, and they will make sure it's donated to the right place. Find another delivery service that cares about Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County like they do. Find one. There's not. There's not one. There's places that claim they're local, but they're not. They're not doing stuff like this because they're, they're owned by a company out of Georgia. They're based out of Georgia. Fetch Me is based out of Auburn. They are Auburn people, and they care about the Auburn community. So I absolutely love it. All right, let's play the intro. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are locked on Auburn. Your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Ferg Friday, everyone. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. How are you, Pap? Doing well, Zach. Doing well. How are you today? I'm good. I am good. And we are joined uh, as we are every Friday. Justin Ferguson. Auburn Observer. How are you, dude? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Loving the content you're putting out. Thank you. At the Auburn Observer. Yeah, it goes straight to your inbox. Uh, you know, we were talking before we turned the, the microphones on to start recording. Um, I'm liking that format and that uh, medium more than I was expecting yeah. to. It's real easy, like when you don't have to like do an extra step or like wait till I tweet the link out or go to yeah. like the website. Uh, once you get into that, once you get into that rhythm, I think a lot of a lot of Auburn fans have been have been pretty receptive to that. Yeah, that's been pretty cool. And for me, I'll be sitting at work, you know, and I'm sure like a lot of people, I get a lot of emails I don't want to read every day, <laughs> and then uh, I'll get the little um, the little sounder, and I like look at the corner, and it slides in, and it's like the Auburn Observer, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Nice. There's a, there's an email you want to read. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, what a yeah. nice surprise. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> well at this point, yeah. Well, at this point, if you're getting them, you're, you're paying for it. So I would assume that you'd want to read it. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like you get it to this point, it's like you're invested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're giving away. Uh, yeah. You're letting us give away a, a year subscription to that, yep. and we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll give you the last code word uh, later in today's show. So Justin, uh, l- let's jump into uh, tomorrow's matchup between Auburn and Arkansas. When you look at just the talent across these two teams, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. But right. when you look at some of the outside factors, you know the fact that Arkansas 
they're probably the most hyped they've been in a week of practice in, in, in two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of get the feeling that Arkansas folks aren't really a huge fan of Chad Morris, so you right. know that kind of adds more fuel to the fire. And then also, you know, from an opera perspective, I think there's more pressure on the Tigers than, than than Arkansas. Arkansas got their SEC win. They're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I, I think there are some factors here that look at it and it's like, okay, you know, Auburn does have a little adversity despite being at home tomorrow. Yeah, it's one of those things where they're going to come into this game knowing that Arkansas is a tougher team than we thought they were going to be heading into the year. They're going to be a highly motivated team. And yeah, there's pressure on Auburn if they come out flat and the crowd's not into it and you don't know what the crowd's going to look like because it's probably going to rain a ton um, uh, with that with that system that, that's moving through here. Um, you know, Auburn's not on the – not taking the brunt of it, but it should be a lot of rain at least on Saturday. Yeah, you just got to uh, – if you're Auburn, you have to be able to uh, respond to the criticism, to the adversity, and like come out and, and, and play a really good game. Can this be your bounce-back game? We've seen this happen from Gus Malzahn teams in the past. They get an ugly loss early in the year. How do they bounce back? How do they respond? What's their big response to it? And uh, to me, this is a perfect opportunity because this is a team that isn't going to be a complete pushover. It's a team that you usually are really motivated to beat if you look at the track record between these two programs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to fix. And also, there's some aspects of this matchup that that I think favor Auburn. The bigger thing, how much stock do you put in any comparisons between, you know, the Arkansas georgia game versus the auburn georgia game yeah it was so weird because i think one of the big things about the auburn georgia game that surprised me so much is that arkansas was able to limit that georgia offense in the first half and then it's like all right well auburn should be able to be fine on that end and of course they weren't um i think i think a lot of it is is the fact that georgia got to play uh, georgia played a lot of Dwan mathis early instead of stetson bennett if stetson bennett plays that whole game against arkansas it's probably a different story in that case but yeah, it's the comparisons are going to be really interesting because this is an Arkansas team that hasn't been a pushover on defense at all. Uh, Barry Odom is 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 a good is a good defensive mind. It's what got him the job at, at Missouri in the first place, and also he was smart enough to be like, "Well, Bo Pelini didn't run any zone against that air raid. Maybe we should do that." <laughs> right. And it worked. Worked um, pretty well. Yeah. So I think they're going to have a good game plan. They don't pressure a lot. They, 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 you know, we talk about Auburn's lack of a pass rush so far this season. Oh, Arkansas is even I worse. They, I bet they try to, though. Oh, I bet they try yeah. to tomorrow. Oh yeah. So you got to, and they don't give up a ton of big plays so far this season. So it's an interesting matchup in the fact that I, I just think defensively, you know, there's there's a lot that like you can see how a, a that first half against Georgia could happen again if Auburn struggles, especially on the line of scrimmage early. But then on the other side of the ball, uh, this is not close to Georgia on the on offense I know uh, Felipe Franks has been a pretty good pickup for them they've been able to hit some hit some plays this year but like it's yeah. nothing compared to what you what you got last week at Georgia so Justin what are you hearing from a personnel standpoint um, you know kind of some rumblings about KJ Britt possibly missing time and then uh, you, you got guys like Sean Shivers that missed some time last week Marco Domeo what are you hearing as far as yeah. you know who's in who's out yeah it, it, it's it's still all up in the air because it seems like a bunch of guys are going to try to play like no one has been ruled completely out and sort of like okay they're not going to be able to do it but it was going to be big to see what the last practice looked like uh and and it's i think there's gonna be a lot of dudes you're gonna be like sean shivers was was last saturday at georgia's like give it a try you might dress out yeah but 
it, you might get ruled out right before right before game time. So and I guess Eli Stove. I, I don't feel like Stove, we've mentioned him a whole lot. I either. mean, man, look, Brodarius Ham, Brodarius Ham left early. We know uh, Seth Williams left the game with some with some injury concerns. Uh, you still are you going to get Jalen Simpson back? Like, there's a lot of dudes out there on the, on that on that field that are going to have some injury questions. Nobody, from what I've heard, nobody has been ruled out completely yet. I know yeah. there's been some rumblings that there might have been, um, but. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of let's see what they look like in warm-ups on Saturday and see if they'll be ready to go at that point. If Sean Shivers is back, right? what are you expecting from the running back rotation? I mean, Tank kind of got some compliments from Gus Malzahn on yeah. Tuesday. Kind mm-hmm. of a, a weird response, but um, I still would assume that Shivers starts, but maybe it's more of a 50-50. And then, you know, DJ yeah. Williams getting his reps when, at wide receiver when they decide to go empty. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to be a lot more like the the week one game against uh, Kentucky in terms of a rotation. But I think Bigsby plays a lot more early. Uh, you know, Bigsby was really just a second half guy against Kentucky. He looked really good. We'll see if Shivers is 100%. Um, but I think Bigsby showed on Saturday – why he's the type of running back Auburn won in this system he looked pretty good as a receiving option he protected fairly well he ran the ball uh, ran the ball well as as well so I think if you're if you're Auburn you want to have Shivers out there you want to have that experience you want to have a rotation but Bigsby earned plenty of playing time with how he played against Georgia he was like literally the only good thing you could point to that Auburn offense is that he had kind of a breakout performance right you're listening to Locked on Auburn Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. You can break through your wall with Built Go, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every single day. Easy to take Built Go in one and a half ounce packages. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. And of course, collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast and it's very easy on your body, especially your stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite anyone's workout. Beta alanine, B3 honey. It's even got a little kick of caffeine in there. Built Go then kicks in to uh, keep you going strong with B6, B12. It's 10,000% of your daily percentage of vitamins. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. And I mean, it, it literally makes you look better. It makes you feel better. So, Get some of this. Get some Built Go. Go to BuiltGo.com, B-U-I-L-T-G-O, BuiltGo.com, and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin, I'd like to circle back very briefly to the um to to the injuries question here mm-hmm. so i i'm not sure where i read this or what but i i we talked about kj Britt uh, about how he might be out with, for out with an injury for a little bit and um we 
you know, we saw him obviously struggling a little bit during that Georgia game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, I think I read that it's a uh, it's a shoulder issue. Yeah, his shoulder um, and his hand. This seems like <laughs> what? It's his shoulder and his hand too. He had his hand taped up after the game as well. So like he, the man has been going through it. He's a warrior, man. Yeah. So we saw something similar with Deshaun Davis a couple years ago, where he was trying to play through um, a, a badly injured shoulder for like half the season or, or more. Um, is this a I guess like a chronic issue for Auburn linebackers that that these shoulder injuries, does it have to do with the way that they tackle? Is it because they have to make so many tackles every game? Is it just, you know, a fluky thing that now that another guy happened to get his shoulder hurt because, you know, we saw the effects uh, on the deep that it had on the defense when, you know, the, the middle linebacker was playing, trying to play through a, a badly injured shoulder. Are, are we going to get go through that again this year? Yeah, my thing is is that, you know, Britt Brit will play through it. He's a tough guy and he'll play through a lot, but I you know, I don't see him I don't see him having to uh I don't see that Auburn putting him in danger or, or anything like that. I think it's Britt's just going to be it's going to be a case of does he need surgery? Does he, you know, is it something he he can let heal up on his own or is he going to be able to just stick it out and, and let it ride? Yeah. Um I, you know, to answer your question, I think it's kind of more of a fluky thing. I think it's just football, and I think it's that just the demands of that position down the middle of the defense. Um, guys, that, like you said, make a lot of tackles. I think Auburn's tackling. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with it. I think it's just football's a brutal sport, and that and those linebackers are, are particularly in in a brutal spot, especially down the middle, uh, because of the amount of the amount of hits they take and the amount of punishment they deliver. So. We'll see. We'll see what the case is with Britt, but um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's more just kind of a, a bad coincidence more than anything. How long till we see Jamie and Sherwood playing linebacker? <laughs> you might. I mean, like he gets, he comes into the box a good bit already. Uh, the interesting thing there with Auburn is is that, you know, if they can't play Brit, they can't play Britt at linebacker. They have Owen Popo and Zacoby McLean, which if you're going to play some of these teams coming up that are going to want to throw the ball a decent bit. Uh, those are really good linebackers to have. They can kind of do some of everything, and you'll feel good about putting both of them out there. You might see Sherwood drop down a little bit more, uh, especially if you know you get Smoke Monday back and cover that cover that top of the top of the defense himself. Um, and then you know we heard a lot of good things, and we've seen them a little bit so far this season about uh, about Cam Riley uh, and uh, Wesley Steiner and those guys. So I, I you know Des Tisdale as well uh, could also be in, in the mix as well. So they've got depth there. Um, that if Britt's out, they're not damaged forever. Um, but you know, I think it, they would just have to get a little bit more creative. And a guy like uh, a guy like Sherwood can play pretty much anywhere. It's been interesting thinking about you know with all this information. You know, obviously Arkansas is thinking about this too and having similar conversations. And then you know, how does it affect their game plan? They've been really bad at running the football. We have even worse than Auburn. Yeah, you're right. Um, which is surprising. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And against arguably worse competition up front. I mean, obviously George is the common opponent, but I, I think uh, I think Kentucky's probably better at stopping the run than Mississippi State. It'll you be would interesting. think. Yeah, yeah, it'd be. Well, we need more than two games to kind of make that you know that statement, I guess. But we had uh, we had the locked on Arkansas guy on yesterday, mm-hmm. and I told him I'm like I bet I bet Arkansas is going into this game thinking that they are going to be able to run the football. Despite what they've not been able to do the first two games, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be able to move it on the ground tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be what defensive line for Auburn shows up. 
in this one? Is it the one that shut down Kentucky's running game in the second half and was a huge reason why they won, or yeah. is it the one that got you know pushed around up front against Georgia? My thing is, is that people I've had people ask me all week is like, what's more concerning, the offensive line or the defensive line? And to me, it's the offensive line because in, even in the past, the de, in, on the defensive line, even when they had Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown, there were some games where they got pushed around. I go back to the 2018 Mississippi State game where State just controlled the point of attack, and that was a really good Auburn defensive line. They were able to bounce back and have a better season. So. You've seen down games from that defensive front before, and, and we've already seen what they what they can do against a really good Russian attack in in week one. Maybe being at home will be a difference maker. We'll we'll see. We'll see what that all that means for Auburn. But yeah, I think Arkansas Arkansas is not going to shy away from it. They're going to try. They're going to try. They can't, especially with the way they protect protect Felipe Franks. Like they yeah. can't just sit back and say we're going to try to throw the ball fifty or sixty times a game and win. They don't. That's not what they're built to do right now. Yeah, and I think you know, no matter which uh, which website you look at, I think pretty much all of them are going to tell you their best player is their running back, despite what the stats say as far as production goes. Yeah, I mean he is he is a guy that a lot of people are really high on heading into the season. So it's just a matter of oh, can they break out and and Auburn's defensive front has had really good performances against the run especially the second half and yeah. then they've played you know three four quarters where they haven't looked good against the run so which one of them shows up on saturday is going to be the key thing for them you're listening to locked on auburn it's Kubota orange day shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin, uh, over the course of this week, we've been giving away uh, code words for uh, you uh, letting us give away an annual subscription to the Auburn Observer. Um, So... Give us a give us a random word. Just a random word. Yeah, for word number five. Paintbrush. Paintbrush. No spaces. Paintbrush. Okay. Paintbrush. One no word. Spaces. Yep. One word there. So that is your fifth code word. Text that to 205-502-4285. We'll pick a winner. We'll give all that info to Justin. And uh, a lot of people are going to enter and not win, Justin. What's the best way for them to sign up? What's yeah. the easiest way for them to sign up yeah. for this? AuburnObserver.com. You can sign up with your email there, and then it'll ask you if you want to subscribe. If you if you don't subscribe, you'll get the free uh, podcast notification, the ones that we put out on Sunday, okay. sent to your inbox. But everything else, got to subscribe. $6 a month or $60 a year gets you about four or five stories about Auburn football and hopefully basketball here in the near future and a premium podcast episode once a week. And uh, like like Zach said, it's sent right to your inbox. And right. once you get used to it, I think him and, and him and Pappas can attest. Once you get used to actually wanting to read an email, uh, it's a format that that a lot of people really like. Yeah, yeah, big fan. So be sure to check that out, the Auburn Observer. All right, Justin. So uh, we got a we got a message uh, from one of uh, one of our more loyal listeners, Colonel Steve. We call him the Gloat, the greatest listener of all time. He uh, he asked the question. And I don't really have a full answer other than just name recognition. But Chad Morris has gotten more shade thrown his way than a guy like Jack Bicknell, who you know mm-hmm. coaches the offensive line. Why do you think that blame has gone all to him? And what do you think their roles will be specifically uh, bouncing back from last week's game, getting ready for Arkansas? Yeah, I think he's an easy target because of what happened at Arkansas, and especially mm-hmm. heading into Arkansas week. It's an easy target for him to be on the internet. And I, here's the thing. 
You want to talk about why Auburn's offensive line struggled? I don't blame Chad Morris as much as I don't, and I don't blame. I don't even blame Jack Bignell as much as I blame what's happened on in the past from Auburn. This Auburn offensive line, the recruiting problems have come back to really bite them over the yeah. last couple of years, and this one's it because they don't have a consistent offensive line. They had to reach and go get some guys in transfers, and some of them have panned out, some of them haven't panned out. Get guys who were recruited to play defensive tackle. Well, look at look at Auburn's defense. When they drop off, and I know defense is different than offense in that you can rotate a little bit more and that's more natural, but look at Auburn's defense. They recruit and they develop to the fact that even if you're in the secondary of the defensive line and all these guys leave, you still feel confident that, like, okay, these guys, you know, you'll be ready to go. Yeah. Offensive line, four, four starters leave from an offensive line that wasn't that great last season. It's like all full-on panic mode. So I think it's part of it is that Bicknell and Morris, they walked into a situation on that offensive line that wasn't great. It got worse because of the pandemic and not having spring ball, not right. having a consistent five in, in fall camp. So, I, I mean, I think Morris is just an easy target, honestly. So, scheme wise, how do you how do you overcome that if you're Chad Morris? I mean, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough. Do you see more screens? Do you see more quick passes? I mean, it doesn't really seem like Bo is most comfortable with those quick passes. And then I think kind of your, your your wide receiver makeup, unless it's Eli Stove, you just haven't really seen them get involved that much as far as quick passes in front of the line of scrimmage. What do you see Chad Morris doing? Because he's not a big screen guy. No, he's not. And Auburn threw a lot of screens against Georgia because they really didn't have enough time to do anything else. The pressure was on so so quickly that there weren't as many downfield attempts. And a lot of that was that, that motion to to Schwartz and then you mm. just dump it off behind the line there. or just some tunnels or some dump offs right. to, you know to the running backs or stuff like that you'll see some more of that I'm really interested to see how much of it where they can try to attack over the middle of the field like quick passes that don't necessarily require them to protect a ton that's the thing I want to see yeah um, and the other thing is something I wrote about on Thursday at, at the Observer how much more play action they can do? I mean, if you look at the play action numbers for Bo Nix this season, they're really good. He's 70% on them. His on-target rate's nearly 80%. And we know, and I made the erroneous assumption, that it's like, oh, you got to be able to run the ball better to to, to play play action. Statistically, that is not true. And, like, you, you, can, you can let people hesitate. Play action, just the threat of it, it makes you hesitate. The problem there is is that can your offensive line protect long enough for it? So I think for them, maybe attack the middle of the field a little bit more. Keep spreading teams out. Just try to attack that space a little bit quicker and let Knicks kind of develop a rhythm throwing the ball, um, and maybe that'll stretch a, stretch a defense out. But I think the ultimate thing is you got to be able to run the ball at least some some amount. Like you don't have to be a run first team, you don't have to be a run heavy team. Just be able to gash somebody underneath when you get the opportunities. If you spread them out, hit them underneath. But so far, Auburn hasn't gotten the lanes even against em- emptier boxes uh, that they can they can make it happen. And this is kind of going into this Arkansas game. This is probably the least confident Auburn fans have been going into an Arkansas matchup in yeah. several years. Yeah. Um, do you think that's valid? Or, I mean, do you think this is kind of just a situation where the talent disparity is so different that it just doesn't matter? Look, if Auburn plays, if Auburn plays poorly at the line of scrimmage, Arkansas can beat them. I mean that's just that's just uh, the fact of the matter. Arkansas's defense has been able to prevent big plays. They don't get after the quarterback a ton, but they prevent big plays. They keep everything in front of them. So far this year, they can get this into an ugly, low-scoring game and can walk out of here with a win. I think it's very similar to like the 2018 Tennessee game in that like if things don't go their way in Kentucky, I mean in Kentucky, if Tennessee or in this case Arkansas hit some big plays downfield, 
they can snatch a win from you. Mm-hmm. But if Auburn goes back to the way they played, especially in the second half against Kentucky, against a team that is not as talented as them, we've seen them move the ball on offense. We've seen them slow down teams on defense already this year. Just get back to that. And you, there's there's enough motivation that you should probably win. I don't think they're going to come out and just flatten uh, Arkansas like they have in the past. But things get out of hand early. It's definitely possible. And you know for a fact that if they have the chance, Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris are going to go for the throat. Not only because of their own personal history with Arkansas, but they need to get some. They need to get some of the the the, the support back. They need to get some excitement back in the offense after you go back to Georgia again and don't score another touchdown. Like you've. If you have a chance to step on their throats, go do it. It's just going to be a lot tougher to step on those throats than you haven't had in the past. Justin, you just compared uh, this game to Tennessee in 2018. And uh, I did that same thing earlier in the week. Mm -hmm. Are Felipe Franks and Jarrett Garantano the same quarterback? (laughs) They got some similarities. I don't think Arkansas's got the receivers that that Tennessee team did where it was like, all right, one-on-one ball, throw it up there and see what happens. Franks has got a good, got a big arm. It's not very accurate from time to time, but like he's he can stretch the field uh, and like try if if they try to get some of Auburn's younger defensive backs in one on one situations, it could be it could be kind of a kind of troublesome. But yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities between those two guys in terms of the fact that they haven't really been able to hit the top tier of SEC quarterbacks. But they've been around forever, and I mean, if you give them time to throw, they are gonna they are gonna sling it downfield. Sure. All right, let's do. Yeah, uh, I feel like. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. I, I feel like they make four or five throws every game where you're like, wow, this guy could be really good. Yeah. And then they also throw like one pick six and one interception and that you're just, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. They are very What's much happening. Right they're now? very much like mid-tier college quarterbacks where you're just like, they're, they're obviously talented. You don't, you don't get an SEC starting quarterback job if you're not talented. It's just the consistency that separates you from the really good ones. Yeah. So yesterday we did our picks. Um, I said, "Gosh, I don't." I think I said thirteen. Arc, uh, yeah, twenty-three to thirteen. Auburn wins. Um, Michael, what did you go with? I didn't have a score prediction, but I think I'm going to go with thirty to ten. Okay. What do you? I, I what, think what do you... that this just. I think it matters too much to these coaches. Yeah, um, I think I think this is going to look a lot like the Kentucky game and the fact that Auburn might not be firing on all cylinders early, but I think talent is eventually going to win out. Being at home is going to be a difference maker. Yeah, the rain might keep it a lower scoring game, but I still think Auburn's able to move the ball on them. Um, I like that. I like that thirty. I'll go something along the lines of like thirty-one, fourteen, something in that neighborhood. Um, you know, I think Arkansas hits some plays and get and finds the end zone a couple of times, but I expect. They'll be able to. Ju- they're not playing Georgia. Like the mm-hmm. thing about Georgia is they were really talented across the board, um, and uh, I expect Auburn to, to to play a lot better on Saturday. Justin, give us uh, the rundown one more time. What folks, uh, how folks can get all of the stuff that you're putting out. Yes, uh, follow me on Twitter at jfergusonau. Is the easiest way to keep up with everything. And yeah, auburnobserver.com. Um, Six dollars a month, sixty dollars a year. That's four or five stories a week, and a premium podcast episode once a week as well um and like zach and michael have said get them right in, into your inbox don't have to worry about clicking a link don't want to have to worry about waiting for anything on the website they come straight to your inbox most around about six o'clock central most mornings fantastic pappas where can people find you buddy follow me on twitter at couch Pap-tato. follow me on twitter at z blackerby and follow the show on twitter at locked on auburn and on instagram 
at Auburn Podcast. We will be back on Monday to recap the weekend right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.